Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Living life as a gringo Where you question Where you fit And every time you mingle They say you do this With not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome To another episode of Life as a gringo I am Dramos, of course And it is April So we are kicking off Financial Literacy Month All month long, man I'm going to be Interviewing different people For our Tuesday episodes who I think can bring some sort of value to you when it comes to finances, getting your finances in order or even expanding them. You know, if you are somebody who has, you know, done pretty well for yourself, how do we continue to create that generational wealth that we're all chasing, that freedom that we are all chasing? And man, some of us just chasing that peace of mind. And trust me, I know I've been there before. And I'm going to get into my story when it comes to this. We're talking about credit. And credit had been a hindrance of mine for so long. And because of the person that is on today's show, I no longer have to worry about that. I was able to, man, get a nicer apartment at that time, then eventually get a nicer car, then eventually get a house and all of the above. And it was because of the work that I did with this woman. Her name is Jeannie Kelly. She is a credit repair specialist. She runs the Kelly Group. And I'll allow her to kind of explain exactly what it is that she does. But Basically, they they help people repair their credit and they help educate people on how they can maintain great credit. And for anybody who's tried to get an apartment, a car, a house, any of the above, you know how incredibly important credit is and how much it can hold you back from doing the things that you want to do in this life. So I want to dive into all that, dive into a bit of my story, and then also talk about what credit means for black and brown communities. You know, we we are very much far behind, you know, our, our white counterparts in this country, and a lot of it is due to a lack of education, a lack of these types of conversations. So I'm, I'm really excited to bring this, bring this conversation to our community and bring this information to it. So we'll get into, you know, my, my interview with Jeannie and we'll break down credit from A to Z as much as I possibly could in, in one sitting, one conversation. I, I made sure I tried to get as much information from her as, as possible that I thought would be really helpful for anybody listening. And no Ask a Gringo segment on today's show. It just didn't kind of make sense. But before we we have Jeannie hop on, I want to do a bit of a deep dive. We'll combine kind of some statistics that, that involve the black and brown community as far as credit goes. 
And I'll also let you into my story and how I ended up meeting Jeannie and, and working with her. So we'll get into all of that. So we'll do a deep dive into all of that in a segment we call For the People in the Back. Say a lot for the people in the back. All right, so so first and foremost, I, I want to kind of just start with a general conversation of the relationship that Latinos have with with credit. And in general, people of color, you know, uh, I'm pulling some things from from various sites. There's an article here on CNBC, and they're they're talking about credit scores here in the in the United States. And black and Latinos in this country typically have lower levels of credit worthiness than any other racial group and that as a result feel like the system is stacked against them. Now they they go on to give some numbers here. They say about 54% of black Americans report having no credit or a poor to fair credit score, which is considered anything that is below a 640. And this is all according to a a recent survey of 5,000 US adults by Credit Sesame. They go on to say about 41% of Latinos in this country report falling into this category as well. In contrast, they say 37% of white Americans report having bad or no credit, and only about 18% of Asian Americans report similar credit circumstances. And they have a, a, a quote here from the general manager of Credit Sesame, and, and he says, while the credit system was created to be blind, this data shows that black and Hispanic Americans are being unfairly shut out of the system. And that's Jay Moon, again, the general manager of, of Credit Sesame. And then another article I, I pulled up, uh, a stat, was from moneygeek.com. And it's titled, A Glance at Credit for Hispanics and Latinos. And they say, according to a recent survey of unbanked households by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, an estimated 12.2% of Hispanic households were unbanked in 2019, compared to 2.5% for white households. And this, like, as crazy as it sounds, doesn't sound that crazy because I remember my mom talking about how my grandmother didn't believe in banks or credit. All they believed in was was cash, that my grandmother never had a credit card a day in her life. They never had a bank account. They paid everything in cash and literally kept cash in the house. And and then it's no surprise why, you know, when you, when you think in that circumstance that they didn't pass on any good information about credit to my mother. And when my mother was was younger, got into a quite a bit of credit card debt and had had issues with that most of my life when I was growing up when I was young you know and while she's done a great job of turning that around and, and getting everything in order there was a point in time in our lives as a kid where I remember like it was an issue to get approved to to get a car you know what I mean like we would be at the car dealership for hours man of them like running through credit check after credit check and all these different things and having to go to special car dealerships that dealt with people with bad credit. Ironically enough, we ended up in a, a commercial for one of those places and that just turned into a whole other embarrassing thing. But th- this was something that we struggled with and it was like this unspoken conversation that we never were, were able to publicly have. And I apologize, mom, if you're listening and you're feeling embarrassed by this, but I think it's helpful um, for, for any of the listeners to, to who might be going through a similar circumstance to not feel like they are alone, you know? Uh, th- this article goes on to talk about how in 2019, the median debt to asset ratio for Hispanic heads of family was 50% higher, 50% higher than families with white non-Hispanic heads of families. They said that uh, more than 27% of Hispanic consumers are credit invisible. 
compared to 9% of white consumers. And they go on to say that one in 10 adults in the US or about 26 million people are credits invisible, meaning have zero credit, like off the grid, everything's in cash, like I was talking about with my grandma. And that's why for me, while this may not be the sexiest conversation, it may be one of the most important ones that we've ever had on this show. And, and I say that because when I met Jeannie, my credit was terrible. I believe it was like a 570 or something like that. You know, I was was working at the Breakfast Club, you know, my, my first real full time gig that uh, I was making OK money. I was DJing a bunch. You know, I, w- I was making decent money. Which obviously, I wasn't rich, but enough money that I should be able to go and, and get an apartment in a decent area and, you know, enjoy a car that's not constantly breaking down on me and all of the above. But my credit w- was so bad that that wasn't the case, you know. And and meeting Jeannie completely changed my life in just a short period of time. We're talking, what, three, four years. I went from not being able to get approved for a, you know, a shitty apartment in Jersey City, New Jersey, to now owning my own house, you know. And we'll go and we'll kind of go through a bit of that process when I have her on the show. But, you know, at that time when I when I met her, like I would only be able to go and move into apartments that didn't run a credit check. You know, my, my first apartment when I moved to Jersey City. I rented a room in an apartment with two other strangers and wasn't the greatest area in the world, wasn't really a great apartment, you know, and I was living with two strangers that, you know, who were fine, but weren't necessarily people that I, you know, would have chosen to live with, you know, if I really had the the choice, I would have lived with somebody that I knew, right? But I had to take that because they didn't run a credit check. They were the only apartment that I went to go see that didn't run a credit check, right? And years before that, I had moved into Brooklyn at one point a, you know, somewhat up and coming area, I'll say with a, you know, pretty shitty apartment with a lady who like never took care of her cat. So there'd be cat shit everywhere. But like I had to do I had to live there because she didn't ask for a background check, right? Because the apartment was under her name. So like all these things I was sacrificing just because I didn't have good enough credit, right? Like I can even remember, you know, the the next apartment that I had when I moved into a better area, the you know, with a, a friend of mine, the first apartment we applied for, they turned us down, not because of him, but because of me, like not because I couldn't afford it, but because my credit was so terrible, you know, and that second apartment, the lady was nice enough that I was honest with her. I told her, listen, this is what my credit score is. I, you know, this is what his credit score is. It's great in comparison. You know, I promise you, like, I'm not here to, to lie to you or anything like that. You can check how much money I make. It won't be an issue for me paying. I just have bad credit right now. And, and luckily, she she allowed us to do that. I mean, it was a, a nicer apartment than the one before. It was still a a roach motel, um, just in a nicer area. But you know, that's a story for another day. But what I'm what I'm trying to paint the picture to be is like my credit was holding me back from being able to live a more relaxed life and live the life that I was deserving of because I was working my ass off. At that time, I was working full time at the Breakfast Club. I was on the radio in Connecticut five days a week. I was DJing in the clubs, you know, uh, two to three nights a week. So I was bringing in money. I was working my ass off. I was working up the the ladder. I was able to put some money away, but I wasn't able to actually make any real impact or any significant change in my life to my current situations because my credit was holding me back. And actually going even further back, I'll tell a a really embarrassing story that hopefully motivates anybody who's in a similar position to get yourself together. I remember being on vacation with a, a couple of my buddies and, you know, I booked the rental car, like I made the, you know, the the reservation for it and it was all under my name and like I knew somebody who worked there so I got this huge discount on it like a friends and family discount and and we show up and they ask for a a credit card 
And the credit card that I had at that time probably had a like $250 credit limit. My only credit card, uh, which it feels incredibly dangerous now that I think about it. I'm traveling with this credit card that is pretty much maxed out. So I couldn't even use it because they put that, you know, that hold of like three days, like the $150 or whatever it is. They, they put like a $150 hold on your credit card to make sure you don't fuck anything up before you return it. My credit card didn't have $150 left on it. So I couldn't do it. And I remember just feeling so incredibly embarrassed. You know, the reservations under my name, we can't use my friend's credit card. Uh, and, and I was just like ashamed. And those moments, that that's one of many, right? There were so many moments of like going out to eat and, you know, where it's like, you're the only person without cash and everybody's like, oh, we'll just give you cash, put on your card. And I would have to make an excuse why I couldn't pay for the dinner on my credit card. And and just like swiping your credit card and being nervous that it's going to get declined. And all of these different things that, that come along with it, because I can only get a credit card that gave me a $250 limit and that and nothing else, you know. And that was just like this burden that I carried around with me. And I kind of and I got to the point where I just figured I'm never going to have good credit. I am never going to to you know uh be able to to take out a loan on something get a mortgage you know i'm always just gonna have to be that guy who pays in cash i'm gonna have to be really successful so that i could just pay everything on cash and and hopefully whoever i end up marrying uh, has good credit you know so that they can put everything under their name and that, that's just a terrible like way to live especially in, in retrospect that i think about it you know it's like you're always relying on somebody else and, and that's just the worst feeling in the world and then enter, you know, I start working at the Breakfast Club and, and Jeannie Kelly is a guest on the Breakfast Club and DJ Envy has worked for her in the past, has her on the show and he links me up with her uh, to, to help me out with my credit. I had kind of told him like, listen, I you know, could really use this help. Like, do you think you can, you can connect us? And he did. And, and, and quite frankly, she changed my life. You know, in a very short period of time, I was able to turn all of this, all of this shit around that I had on my, on my credit, you know, and, and literally like the following year when my lease was up at, at my apartment, we had free reign to to move into whatever apartment we we wanted that like, you know, we we felt we could afford, you know, and that was such an incredible feeling. Like I can't explain how proud of myself I was that I, I put in the work to pay down all these things, right? I had like old medical debts that were in collection. I had old credit cards that, that uh, I had stopped paying that were in collection, you know, late payments and, and different things like that. And, and I just sucked it up and and Jeannie would tell me, can you make this payment? It'll it'll get off your credit score and it'll jump up significantly. And I did. I, I, I sucked it up. I used that money that I had been saving up for whatever it was. And I realized that it was an investment into my, my future. You know, I was really motivated at that time by a lot of the stuff DJ Envy was doing with uh, houses and, and, you know, flipping and rental hacks and using houses and, as income and getting, you know, your real estate portfolio up. And I just made a decision with myself. I'm, I'm not going to waste money on dumb shit anymore, right? I'm going to take care of these things that have been, you know, following me around. Because the reality is I could have paid off a lot of those things a long time ago, right? But I, I pretended like they weren't there. I went to Miami for vacation every March. You know, I went and spent money on sneakers and clothing all the time. Meanwhile, I'm not paying off these debts, you know? And I had to had to suck it up and have a real conversation with myself. And And, you know, as I sit here today, I am so fucking grateful that I did because my life is so much more, you know, stress free and and I can, you know, feel comfortable bringing ideas to life, you know, now because I don't have to worry about this other part of my life. You know, I don't have to get nervous that something's not going to get approved. These days, life feels a lot, a lot better. I feel a lot more comfortable and I don't carry around this this burden anymore, you know, and, and the reality is like like many of you listening, 
I wasn't taught about credit. My parents didn't know about credit. My parents got into trouble um, themselves with credit, as I mentioned before, you know, and they weren't taught about it. So it's no surprise that I got myself into a similar circumstance and didn't know how to get out of it, you know. And and thanks to, to Jeannie, I was able to learn about what things are hurting my credit score, what things can I do right now to improve it significantly, right? And 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 I made it a mission and I made it a game. I made it something that every time I saw my credit score get boosted just a little bit, it was like, yo, how can I recreate that? How can I do even more? And again, it changed my life forever. I can't, I can't stress that enough. Like to not have to have credit be something that I'm worrying about, you know, anymore in, in this life. I can't express to you how amazing that is. You know, to have credit cards on hand for emergencies, you know, which their things have happened, you know, it, it is such a great, great feeling, you know, to go and, and get a rental car when you're on vacation or when you're traveling or whatever it is, you know, and not have to worry about anything like it's going to decline or something like that, or that you're not going to be able to do that, you know, or not be able to book a hotel under your room because they take a security deposit, like not having any of those fears or those concerns anymore has completely changed my life and just opened so many new doors and avenues of opportunities for, for me to take advantage of. And I'm forever grateful of that. And that's what I want for anybody listening who is struggling with a similar thing. Like, it's not your fault. Like, I get it. We all make bad decisions, but we weren't, we didn't know better. I mean, you look at those statistics when you talk about our community, like education wasn't there, but, but now, you know, you're here listening to this, you know, and, and I'm giving you the game. I'm giving you the education, things you can do. And it's up to you to want more for yourself. And hopefully this conversation will inspire you to, to want that, to, to experience this type of change that I've personally experienced. And again, life-changing. I promise you that. It sucks at first paying off all that stuff, but you'll be so happy you did at the end of the day. Now, with that said, man, let's bring on our credit expert, the woman that changed my life, Jeannie Kelly. She'll be hopping on for our Mi Gente segment. But first, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. 
mi gente. My guest today is a credit repair specialist. She runs the Kelly Group and has literally saved my life. Jeannie Kelly, how you feeling? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, man. It, it's so good to to see you and to to hear you because I you like I've I've mentioned so many times. I mean, there are a select few people that I feel like I can genuinely say have changed the course of my life, and and you have to have you know been one of them for sure. So. First and foremost, thank you. You know, once again, I know I've said it before, but thank you. And, and I'm just so happy to have you here on the show. Oh, that is so nice of you to say. But I know I know the feeling when mm. you are stuck with uh, bad credit, or I shouldn't yeah. say bad, unhealthy credit. And oh, you no, we can say bad. My mine was terrible. It was it was <laughs> god awful. Uh, my, my audience knows that. Uh, but but you're absolutely right. I think, you know, it, it's it's probably one of the most uh, I don't helpless feelings that you possibly could have, you know, um, you know, because like I've I mentioned to my audience, you know, I, I was at a point in time when I when I met you that I was making decent money, you know, not crazy money, but enough money that I could afford to live somewhere that was decent, you know, and and get an apartment, you know, financially. But my credit was holding me back from doing all of those things, you know. Um, so I, I want to kind of get your perspective and ask you a few different questions, uh, you know, as far as the world of credit goes, because I know that. You know, there are so many other people who are kind of struggling with this and are unaware that people like you even exist in this world, you know. So let, let's first and foremost kind of just talk about what it is that you do, because I personally didn't even know that people like you existed prior to meeting you on The Breakfast Club. So let's first and foremost say, what is it that you and, and your company actually do? Well, we first put a plan together. We'll mm. look at your credit report. Yeah. We'll do that for free. Because a lot of times it can even be free advice. You right. might just need some advice. And, uh, you know, but we'll, we'll look at the report. We'll put a plan together. Maybe we need to work together. Maybe there's tools that will tell you like, hey, just do this. Right, so right. it's just coaching sessions. It really depends on the need. But that's why we look at the credit report and see how can we help. Sure, sure. And and your company is, is a company that basically solely deals with helping people repair their credit, correct? Yeah, yeah. We definitely help people. And my the number one thing is educating as well. Sure. Because a lot of times, you know, you, you could think, oh, well, if I fix this issue, everything's better. But not mm -hmm. if you're not still learning about it. How right. did it happen? How can you make sure it doesn't again? Right, so this right, way, because right. we're going to use credit forever, right? When are we not going to use credit? Right, right. And that's the the scary thing is that it follows us forever, no matter how hard we try to escape it, if we don't actually tackle it head on. I mean, what is kind of your, your background? I'm curious what, what got you into this, this field of work first and foremost, because it is not something that is kind of really spoken about by many people. No, and usually we find out the hard way. We right. learn about credit because we made a mistake. Sure. Instead of being proactive. So uh, that's exactly what got me in this industry. Mm. I was going through a divorce, needed a new mortgage, mm -hmm. tried to get it. And yeah. no, I, I wow. couldn't even get an apartment. Not wow. I mean, I was delusional thinking I could get a mortgage. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so I mean, that's how bad my credit was. So wow. I had to, you know, I, I learned more about credit. I went to other credit repair companies. Mm -hmm. I looked up laws. I, you know, I, 
figured out the best way to really deal with it. And I worked on my own credit. And once I did, I'm like, there is a way that we can do this. And I like simple, you know, I'm a New Yorker, bottom line kind of gal. So as easy as possible this way, you know, and simplify things because it is that heavy subject. You know, I mean, I will say people talk about credit now more yeah. than they did when I got into this industry. Right, right. Years ago, right? Yeah. But, um, but that's how I got in. I got in because I messed up my credit and yeah. no one could help me. So I had to figure it out. Yeah. And, and I love that you talk about put, you know, making it simple because I want to dive into a few things because, in fact, the process was incredibly simple. I know this is starting to sound like an ad, but it's, it's completely not like, like I, I remember my my tactic when it came to credit was avoid, 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 right? Like just it, avoid it because it's it's I'm never gonna get it fixed, and it's so incredibly like heavy to think about the fact that I may never be able to get a house because of this thing that's hanging over my head, you know. But when I when I met you, you turned around my credit pretty quickly. There were there it was it was literally was like night and day within you know uh, a few weeks, and then a couple months. It was like I was I was there in a really good place that I can qualify for just about anything that I w- wanted to, you know as long as my finances made sense. So, I mean, let, let's kind of first and foremost, I guess, start at the beginning. I mean, what are the, the things that you look at that are hurting people's credit score the most that you try and reverse to make that really big impact first and foremost at the start? Well, a lot of times, exactly what you're saying too, it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so you don't want to look at your credit, right? You right. just, it's bad. I messed it up. And, yeah. and that's the one thing we need to learn to not do. It's like, mm-hmm. definitely look at it put a plan together and let's say there's negative information and yeah. maybe it's accurate and it's going to stay there. That sure. doesn't mean you can't do other things with your credit report to make it better. Right. But um, what are things, you know, you have to look at any recent late payments, you know, mm-hmm. anything in the moment hurts your credit score a lot more collection mm-hmm. accounts, late payments. So I even say, let's, let's even say last month, you know, you yeah. were late on things. You yeah. can start, rebuilding your credit by this month, paying on time. Let's stop adding new negative information. Mm -hmm. And you know, people will say, "Uh, well, no, that's a big deal. Time heals all wounds. And even Mm -hmm. on the credit report and things don't stay on there forever. You know, so there is a time, you know, they can come off after seven years and things like that. But again, you know, we look at the negative information. We look at the balances. A lot of times, People aren't even thinking about the balances. It's a big part of your score. Sure. So you have to look at, and I'm not talking installments and student loans and auto mm-hmm. loans and mortgage. I'm talking more revolving, right. you know, and putting together a plan. You know, I don't like the word um, budget, let's say. Right. I like more lifestyle or credit right. lifestyle or financial lifestyle. So look at it and see, track where you're spending your money and where you could maybe save some money, not by, you know, oh, I'm never going to go out or I'm going to do that. We can't do hard. That's not real life. Right, right. Let's just see where am I spending all my money and can I cut back somewhere? And then all of a sudden you can take that money, put it towards some of your debt. You know, there's so much looking at things like that and it's putting the pieces together of any puzzle. Like just look at it and, and go from there and you know, if you do owe a collection company, let's get it verified. Let's yeah. figure out exactly what happened. Did they do everything right? And, you know, what course of action you might have. Right, right. Yeah. And, and 
I think a lot, a lot first of all is when you when you tackle my credit, I had all of the above. I had late payments. I had uh, I was in, in collection for a couple things, a couple medical bills that I don't even, you know, unfortunately were at my fault, but they still were on my credit score and it is what it is, you know. But I think the the first couple things was there the late payments or the lack of payments were unnecessary because I, all you have to do is essentially put in at least auto pay, right? So your minimum every time is getting paid at the very least, right? To to kind of start. And that's one thing I didn't realize at all. Like I, I would just kind of forget about the payment and then I'd get overwhelmed. I don't want to look how much my balance is growing now. I don't want to look at it. And then it would just keep going on and on. And I have a credit card for no reason that had late payments when I could have made the $25 minimum payment that, that was on there and avoided that on my credit, right? And I think that was one of the first things that I, I did when when talking to you was just make sure everything was on auto pay, at least for the minimum, that it won't be at least hitting my credit, you know, negatively. And, and then it was having, you know, a lot of people don't want to use their hard earned money to pay off their debt, unfortunately. But it is a thing that you you have to do, you know, and, and I, I, I like your practical approach that. You know, it's not like you have to never be able to live your life again until you pay off all this kind of stuff. You can budget, you know, what makes sense for you. But but also, I think what was really encouraging for me was, you know, when I paid that first thing that I had in collection or that first balance, and I saw that my credit score jumped up almost immediately after that, it almost became like this exciting game of like, oh, well, how much more can I keep doing this to, to fix that? You know, I think uh, for me, having the goal in mind of wanting to buy uh, a property, you know, really like lit that fire to want to stay consistent on on this kind of thing. I mean, so do, what have you kind of found? I mean, for you even, you know, what was like the, the big thing that kept you going to like throwing the money, you know, back into these bills to get them off of your credit report, you know, as, as unfun as that is essentially. Right. And at the time I was a waitress, so I wasn't mm. making a lot of money. Right. But I would look at my daughter and yeah. so she was you know, I would look at her and say, we're not going to live in this summer cottage. Mm. Meanwhile, in New York, we were living in it in the winter. So yeah. the ice was on the inside of the windows. Oh, yeah. That's how cold it was. And yeah. I just kept saying, we're not going to always live like this. So, sure. you know, whether it was that, whether it's the man who came to shut off my electric, whether right. it was the time my car and my windshield wipers didn't work. Right. I had a lot of those things happen. And yeah. every time they did, it was just a sign of it's not going to stay this way forever. I refuse. So I would chip away as best as I could right. at the debt. And it took me a long time because right. I didn't, you know, it, it's easy to get into debt, right? But it, right. Takes, it takes longer getting out. So yeah. I just stayed consistent. I still, you know, again, I still had a lifestyle, not that it was much. But I didn't want to, you know, so there was that balance and I didn't sure. mind taking the time. I mm -hmm. put a date on it. So yeah. for my daughter, Cassandra, I said, when she starts kindergarten, yeah. that's when I definitely want things different. So it mm. gave me time. I had like yeah. three years to yeah. pay off all this debt, but yeah. it was done. And right. when she started kindergarten is when I opened up my company. Wow. That, that's, that's incredible. That, that's so incredible. And what what what's like the when we look at specific things because obviously certain things might hurt your credit more than others right certain things keep it keep it down what is like the number one thing that people have on their credit that generally is what's hurting their score is, is keeping it low so i'll just even break it down 35 percent yeah. is payment history so mm. that is how you pay your bills and sure. collections and things like that 
30 yeah. percent which is right behind their balances yeah so that's where you can play the credit game if you sure. have some negative hey let's work on the balances 15 okay. percent length how long have you been using credit 10 mm-hmm. percent types of credit fico likes variety if you just right. using credit cards let's get an installment loan you know, mm. let's do something, even if it's five points, we want right. five points. And then um, 10% is new credit. And that's my love part of the score because yeah. new credit in the moment, it's going to hurt you. A new inquiry, sure. a new account, but six months down the road, it's going to help. So you got to mm. time that right. Right. But that's the breakdown. Like now that you know that, you yeah. can play the credit game because right. play with each part of that. Um, and we're get we're giving so much good information. There's a few things I wanna I wanna touch base with you on when it comes to this. Uh, but first, let's take an, uh, another quick break, and then we'll be right back. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles, because life happens, baby. But you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. All right, we are back. So, I mean, why are certain things good, you know, debt and why are other things bad debt, so to speak? Well, bad debt would be when you don't pay, you know, something goes into collection or you're maxed out, Mm -hmm. things like that. So I always try to say, let's talk about healthy credit, even if we've had unhealthy credit. Let's focus now. So what does that mean? Using your credit cards, not being afraid of them, but say, hey, I know I have to pay Verizon anyway. I know I have to put gas in my car. So mix up the cards, put them for different things. So you're showing all accounts have activity. I'm paying a bill I'm going to pay anyway. So it's just paying it a different way. It's not to get into more debt. So that's where you want to end up, right? Mm. Like that that's the goal. And also another thing is get the credit when you don't need it. Sure. A lot of people just, you know, and and 
I'll say I did this as well. Like right. when you have the good credit and you don't need it, you're just still focused on your two accounts, maybe or three. Right. No, no, no. Keep maximizing what's available to you and right. do it when you don't need it. Now, others can say different, but as yeah. a credit expert, I like having available a lot right. and showing that I'm not using it. Like, look at Jeannie might have all of these credit cards and these limits, but she's only using 10% of what she has available. That's right. beautiful. That's what and they that's the, the magic number, right? Is like 10% yeah. when it comes to your credit score. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah, like I recently got a higher credit limit on one of my cards. I don't intend on using it, but I know that that then makes the percentage of usage of my credit go down on my credit score because now I have more credit to play with essentially. Right. Exactly, so, exactly. so things like that is what you're talking about when you don't need it, but being proactive and saying like, if I can get my credit limit increased on this card, it will only help my credit essentially. Absolutely. And also cards we forget about. Sometimes when we're using the major credit cards and we stopped using our store cards, but yeah. they're still active, you want to pull those out of hibernation. Mm-hmm. You know, number one, you don't want them closing your account and they're doing sure. that right now. If you're not using them, you're going, they're going to close them. So sure. pull them out. But also it's because after some time, if you haven't used it, it's it's literally like hibernating on your credit report. Mm. And I say, buy a pair of socks, just, just something to show activity, let that account, let that balance show on your credit report, then pay it off. And you will see a boost in your score. It might only be a few points, but again, every point matters, especially if you are ready to purchase a large item like a home. Right, right. Yeah. And and so, you know, I I think the gist of what you're you're saying is that you know, you're, you're meant to use these things, you should be using them because actually the use of them does help your credit. Now, the problem we get into is when we're not able to pay them off quickly, right? That's, that's where people when they overcharge it, and you're just buying things in excess, and you're not able to pay it off. That's where you start getting yourself into into trouble. And I mean, we've, I've done it. So I yeah. get, you know, I've get right. it. But the thing is, if we want to just, if you're watching this, and you want yeah. to get back on track, We've got to try to lower those balances. And then that's when I say, play the credit game. Use the cards on things you already have to purchase Mm -hmm. and just think of it as even a debit card. Even if you have to pay it every Friday with your paycheck, you know, to be showing payments consistently so you don't have that maxed out bill at the end of the month. Yeah, You you can do that. But I understand, you know, also those sales aren't good sales if all of a sudden you can't, oh, the TV's on sale, but then all of a sudden you're paying so much in interest that it was not worth the sale. So, you know, this is where that's the goal, you know, using the credit cards and and getting the rewards, you know, getting the perks of having the credit cards. We love it. You know, again, the major items, thinking about how much money we can save on an interest rate by mm-hmm. having a, a better credit score. Right. I don't know about you, but I don't know that many people who can buy a house for cash, right? right? Yeah. We, you know, so a lot of times you'll hear, oh, you know, use your debit card and cash is king, but like, how are you going to get that mortgage when you right. need it? So, right. you know, it's just use it the right way and uh, try not to get yourself in the credit card debt. Right. And, and wait, what, can you pinpoint for people how credit card companies actually get you? Like, how is it 
that the credit card company actually begins to make money off of you. Because I feel like not a lot of people are aware of this and don't realize why they, in fact, should be paying off these balances as quickly as possible. Yeah. Check out those interest rates, right? Mm. They get you leaving yeah. the balance and, and the interest rates. And I can't even imagine what they are going to if, if they keep increasing. Sure. So that's where they make their money. They're lending yeah. you money. Again, no collateral. Right? right, most of the credit cards. So they're going to charge a high interest rate. So right. that's why, again, it's easy to get yourself in the debt by, yeah. oh, going out to dinner, going on a vacation. I like to go on vacation knowing it's already paid. Even right. if I'm using my credit card debt that I saved for that vacation to enjoy mm-hmm. it, not right. go on it and come back and then take the time to pay it off. How about pay it off before going? Yeah. Now, yeah. And still use the card get the points, but then right. when you get back, you know, you, you already saved for it. So right. just, you know, again, those interest rates are high. I even yeah. suggest looking at them and yeah. seeing, you know, what rates, and if you're putting together a budget, I know it would make sense to mm-hmm. pay the highest off first, right? That would make yeah. sense. But right. what I did to make myself feel good, like what you said, even about doing something and you felt good, when yeah. you were looking at so much debt, Sometimes it is good to pick the smaller ones, right? Because mm. you say, okay, one card down, another right. card down. So I did pick the smaller balances. Mm-hmm. It also then condensed. Instead of paying like seven creditors, mm-hmm. after I paid four of the smaller, I knew, okay, three left. Right. And then that's when I started focusing on the highest interest rate and did it that way. Sure, sure. And what about credit card consolidation, like a, a getting a, it, do you recommend, are you for or against? I know there's different schools of thought on, on this idea, but let's say you have gotten yourself into a bit of debt on a couple different credit cards. Uh, and we, we see those ads all the time for debt consolidation loans. You know, basically you, you borrow the amount of money that you owe collectively, let's say on those credit cards, right? And then you put it into one loan rather than being separate credit cards so you can pay them off. What are your, your thoughts on, on that? So if it's a loan, so mm-hmm. if you're going and getting a consolidation loan with a bank, yeah, so it's not a pro, it's not a debt consolidation program. Mm. It's just a loan. Yeah. Number one, you're probably paying lower interest, so mathematically, it's probably going to be better. You okay. also would know, hey, in three years, I'm going to have them all paid off. Sure. The only trick is making sure that you don't use those cards and wrap them right. back up. Because right. this is what I see, but. As far as your credit score goes, most times it even helps because even though it's a new account and a new inquiry, which dings your score, changing that 30% from revolving, 30% of your score, revolving and putting it into an installment loan, then that's where you're going to get some points. So Mm. if you can really be careful that you put those cards away, this is when I say lock them up. You know, and you don't want to be pulling them out because you know, right? right? Put them away, use that loan, and that's fine. So that part's fine. But the ones, um, if there's some of those programs that are saying consolidation program, sure, a lot of times that can hurt your credit. So, Mm. um, you know, you really got to be careful about those. So so why does that uh, hurt your credit? Because what's the So the program, what they do is, and I'm not saying all of them, but the general rule is they have you pay late. And so Mm. you're, and maybe you already are. So, but they have you pay late. Then they go into like a charge off status. Yeah. So as that's happening, you're still paying this company monthly 
But what they're doing is they're trying to take your small payments and bulk them up to then settle one account at a time mm. with these companies. So you have charge-offs. Sometimes it says it's in a, in a financial hardship program. And mm. so it does not, it's not helping your credit. So right. when somebody goes ones, to run your, your credit and your background, they're going to see that you're a part of some program that yes. is basically saying you have terrible credit or haven't been able to pay your, your debts, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, so what about then? I know for me, I didn't learn about credit. My parents definitely didn't learn about credit from their parents, you know. So how do we kind of end this like generational curse of of not knowing about credit? I mean, anybody who has young kids, like what should be the plan that they have uh, for education and then also setting their kids up to kind of have that head start to having good credit from when they're, they're very young? I think that we learn a lot from what we see, right? Yeah. So with my daughter, what I did is obviously I'm always talking credit. So that was, sure. but I also taught her when she was, she was 16, she got a job. So right. I said, I'm going to put you on as an authorized user on one of my credit cards. She was too young to get mm. her own credit card. Sure. So I, I got, I gave her one of my cards. So she wasn't financially responsible, but she got a card with her name on. Mm -hmm. So I was able to teach her like, okay, why don't you use this for gas in your car? You have sure. a job at the library, save the receipts. So right. we would do this every single month. She'd save the receipts. The bill would come in the mail. She'd yeah. eat. I'd say, get the receipt. She'd double check it. She's right. like, it's right. I'm like, okay, yeah. give me the money. Gave yeah. me the money. I paid the bill. We did this, you know, from 16 till she graduated. So then yeah. when she went off to college and we started getting student credit cards and things mm -hmm. like that, her own, you know, store credit cards, she yeah. already knew how to use them. And, right. and the funny thing is, true story, about a year and a half, two years in of her being at college, she called one day and she said, mom, you didn't teach me something about credit. I'm like, what, what, what did I not <laughs> yeah. And she's like, my right. statement says... I owe $250, but like there's a minimum. It's only saying I need to pay 20. I'm like, yeah. oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't teach you that for a reason. So yeah. like, do you see, like she didn't even know. She always right. knew like charge what she could afford because I told her. And the thing is talking to your kids about it, you know, you know, even it, Anybody, you know, if sure. you don't know how to use credit, follow me. I'm always right. laughing about credit. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I have free tools on my Instagram, always like downloads to my book or sample mm. letters and things to help yeah. folks. But it is true. It's not something we're taught in school. Right. Right. So if you're not learning from your parents, I guess we're learning from watching your show. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I hope so. And so, I mean, but to answer that question that your, your daughter had, I mean, let's say you can't pay the full balance. You've over, you, you, you're recommending though that you pay at least something more than the minimum, right? Just at least something a little bit more than the minimum. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. As much as you can, as much as right. you can. I mean, we're not in a perfect world here, you know, like there's right. no way that we're, listen, there's times I shop too much. Yeah. Okay. So maybe it does take me three months. Mm -hmm. That's fine. You know, right. but that's just the thing. We just want to try to be as careful as we can and sure. be realistic about it. But yeah, if you can pay more than the minimum, definitely. And and when it comes to to kids, I mean, would you recommend, you know, obviously, as, lo as long as you're able to keep up with the, the credit, you don't ruin your kid's credit uh, before it even starts. But 
would you recommend like let's say they're getting their first car and you're the one taking out the the loan on it you know having them as a co-signer on something that would would help their credit is that something you would recommend well if you are the parent and you say oh i want to buy them a car and you know you want you financially are stable to do that adding on then they would get an installment loan and that's Mm. great so you can do that but i will say like Cassandra, I'm just using her because this is real life. Cassandra yeah. had the, when she got out of college, she had a couple yeah. of credit cards. She yeah. did have a job right out of college. She was able to get a loan, which I was thrilled I didn't need to co-sign for, for, right. you know, for that car. So right. if you do have the credit cards, yeah. I look at credit cards as the tools. Those are yeah. the tools. We If we can try to look at it that way instead of, oh, this is so I don't have to I can afford something ahead of time. No, let's, sure. let's just use it the other way. Because then yeah. as a parent, it was great not having to co-sign for the apartment. I right. didn't have to co-sign for the car loan because right. I, you know, we, we talked about credit at an early age. Yeah, yeah. Let, well, let, let's, let's talk about that a bit because I think there also are a lot of people who get into trouble with their credit, not because of themselves, but because they were trying to do something nice for a family member by signing for something, co-signing, whatever it is. And and that person ended up not paying it. And they're on the hook for it just because they're, they're like a guarantor, I think would be the, the technical term, right, of the of the loan. So, I mean, let, let's talk about those kinds of kinds of situations. I mean, obviously, everything is different for everyone. But anybody not familiar with what could possibly go wrong doing something like that, you know, what 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 do you kind of say to them? So that's great. So when it comes to co-signing, if you want to help, fine. But here's the important thing. If you're the one with the good credit and you're saying, I'm willing to help, number one, only help if you know you can pay it if they don't. Mm. Okay. Number two, co-sign, I wish we just got rid of that word and just called Uh. it a joint account because (laughs) you're financially responsible as much as the other person. Just when you co-sign half the time, you don't even know things are being paid late. And it goes right. to your credit report just as if it was yours. So what I mm. always suggest, if you're going to do that, you yeah. want all the notices. You want mm. to be the main person on the account for contact. The phone, mm. you know, if the bill is late, let them call sure. you, email you, mail you. This way, at least you know what's yeah. going on with that account. If you're the secondary and you're not getting alerted, I can't tell you how many people I have helped you have said, I didn't even know. I would have paid yeah. it. No one called me. Why is it on my credit? Nobody told me. But right. if you're secondary, that can happen until it's too late, right? Until it yeah. gets to that collection status. So right. my advice would be do it if you want to you know, help someone and you know you can pay it and also right. know that it's on your credit report. So have everything. You be the point of contact. Right. That, that, that's great advice. And, and uh, another thing I wanted to talk about was marriage, right? Uh, I think a lot of people aren't familiar with the dynamics that happen when you when you get married and that person may have a ton of debt, may have, you know, terrible credit, things like that. How can that you know affect you, your spouse being in financial trouble like that? Well, divorce happens a lot because of financial issues. Right. Right. So right. it is something that should be talked about. I know it's not great talking about credit, but a lot of times when you're ready to make that move to move in together or make that next step of getting married, you are talking finances at that point. But a lot of people don't ask, they'll just say, how much do you make? Not what 
what student loans may you have? What's your credit score? And I know it doesn't sound great, but if you do this in the beginning, then it's not a problem. Even if one of the one person has great credit and let's say the other person doesn't, but then right. at least it's on the table and you can right. say, all right, let's work on this. Do you want right. to, do you want to work on this together? And this way as a team, you can, that doesn't mean your credit's going to merge with theirs but how it can affect you is when it's time to get the mortgage. Yeah. If one person has bad credit and can't get the mortgage, but what if they're the ones who make more money? Right. Sure. And that I see that all the time. So it can't be ignored. And I yeah. just think you can't run away when you're in a relationship and it comes mm. to finances. You kind of can't run away. If you sit down and want to talk about it in the beginning, in the honeymoon yeah. phase, you know, right. and then you just make that part of your review, whether you do this every six months, look at your credit report, but you can't run from the credit report. You know, yeah. sometimes people, when they've gotten into trouble, they'll ship a credit card, not to their home, a PO box or this or that. Right. But if, if you're used to pulling credit reports and your partner and you are going to hold each other accountable, there's no hiding from that. Sure. That's, that's a good way. I think it's a great conversation. Again, you know, it doesn't mean because someone has bad credit, hey, you know, you can't date them. Okay. Right, right. Well, I think that there is like this, I don't know if it's, a, if it's a myth, but it's like people say you basically, when you get married now, their debt is legally your debt. Now, is that a thing? I, I know a lot of people like to say that that as a as a myth is that a real a real thing or that is that just kind of like an old wise tale well i do know i i mean as far as the law goes and yeah. taking on people say i know what you're saying because at the end yeah. people are talking about that usually during the divorce gotcha, they, okay. did they bring the debt in did they not but if uh, you are i mean just imagine if you're with yeah. any, a partner Right. It is, and you're trying to build buy your first home buy a vacation right. home whatever it may be that yeah. debt is part of your life now, right? right. Whether right. legally or not, it is still sure. something. And that's why I just feel like in the beginning stages, and I yeah. know it sounds silly, but when you're really ready to talk money, it's not yeah. about how much money in the bank, how much mm -hmm. money you make. Because sometimes someone can make a lot of money, but still have a lot of debt. So right. that's why you really want to know, hey, what's, what's your credit score? You know, if, uh, if you're having uh, those conversations. Right. As, and as you should be having those, those conversations, definitely. I mean, and last thing I want to want to talk to you about is, I mean, let's say, you know, you have somebody like myself that has put in the work. I've gotten these things under control and now I'm trying to utilize, you know, having having decent credit to my advantage. Right. And uh, purchasing, you know, investment properties and these different things like that. Right. I mean, you, you hear this idea of people talking about building up your business credit now. Right. Be, because it's it's tough once you start adding things on uh, a house and th they start taking into account when you go to get a mortgage like oh well you have already a house under on your belt you have a car you have this you have that and it becomes more difficult to get that approval for another mortgage for another big purchase whatever it might be so i mean let's kind of talk about the ideal idea of business credit which i think a lot of people aren't necessarily familiar with what exactly you know is that how do people build that up how can they utilize that to their advantage yeah, and that's a whole other beast, but it is, yeah. if you're someone who is building a business investment-wise yeah. right. or whatever type of business, you should yeah. separate them. And yeah. a lot of times in the beginning, you need some of your, per you need to guarantee some things sure. for your business credit, but, you know, you can do this. You know, you can definitely, 
I always say nav.com is a great place to start making Mm. sure you have business accounts at your bank, not mixing everything, getting your tax ID number, starting Mm. with store cards and things like that. It's, it's almost, it, it is a lot the same, but it's everything in your business and trying to keep them separate when you can, you know, sometimes you can't, you know, there's some things that will not do that, but once you, you know, if you can, you start doing that. And as time goes by, business credit is a great thing when, yeah. you know, when you're building your business, you need that. Right. And and if I'm not mistaken, it, pr- it would protect you, let's say, if something goes under with your business, God forbid, right? It won't hit your personal credit right. as long as those things aren't attached to it. Correct. Oh, yeah. Everything would be separate because it would be, again, doing business as getting your tax ID number, incorporating right. LLC, whatever you may be doing and just, yeah. and not forgetting because a lot of times small businesses, we forget to build yeah. a separate, right. we just don't think about it, right? Because right. we're, we're happy building it along, but no, it's something, take the time and start building, you know, your business credit. And, you know, there's lots of tools. There's a company credible that like mm-hmm. will start you having a, business account with them that can go on your credit report right away. And Mm. so there's so many little tools to do out there besides the Home Depot, the Lowe's, the Sam's Club, but they're all tools to get you there. And you have to start that way and keep your eye on it and look at the credit reports just like you would look at your personal credit report. Sure. And what's that company once again? E-Credible. E-Credible. Yeah. I mean, because I think especially... In today's day and age, we're seeing it. So many people are leaving their jobs, starting businesses and things like that. And and just like anything else, you know, it's important to get your paperwork in order yes. beforehand, right? Because you don't want, you know, it's incredible to to go out there and try and create something, create a business. But at the same time, you don't want it to be, you know, a detriment to the rest of your life. God forbid it doesn't work out the way that you would have hoped to, you know, so uh, as much separation as you can a, a, as possible would, would always be, you know, obviously the, the general rule of thumb and to know. That business credit is also a thing. I think it's just another level of opening yourself up to opportunities for, for you know, making sure you, you keep yourself in good standing. Yeah, absolutely. And right now, exactly what you're saying. So many yeah. people are looking for more ways to work from home or just leverage yeah. their income and passive income. We're learning more about money. I feel right. like, you know, yeah. I feel like this is the time to really be creative, but also protect yourself. I'm always talking about if you open up a business, you can go to my site for legal, some legal, I'm not an attorney, but I sure. linked up to, with a legal company that you do get an LLC or incorporated, mm. but for a small couple hundred bucks, this way yeah. you're doing everything right and mm-hmm. protecting yourself and also protecting your business, get right. it incorporated. I mean, it's so easy to do, but do it, do yeah. it the right way. Have a lawyer in your back pocket. Yeah. Yeah. No, a- absolutely. So Before I let you get out of here, of course, I'm going to send people to your website. I want to make sure that they check out because you have a lot of resources on there that people can can look at. But let's say, you know, they're at the position that I was after I met you. Right. We've paid off the, uh, you know, collections that we had. We we got the credit card balances down where we've gotten them down to that 10 percent. I think I only had one credit card at that time in my life. Um, So. You know, we, we've done that. You're, you're sitting in a pretty decent place right now, but now it's time to actually build that good credit to start boosting yourself up. I mean, what are the, the key things that you should be doing initially? Let's say you have that one credit card and then you've kind of paid everything else off and now you just, you're in the process of building it up higher. Yeah, go, don't be afraid. Get more credit mm-hmm. when you don't mm-hmm. need it. So yeah. 
you know, think of a store you may go into, go get the yeah. store account. You know, okay. then, you know, if you start looking at the rewards, because now you mm-hmm. can start playing the credit game. Oh, yeah. do I want miles? Do I want money back? You mm-hmm. know, do things like that. Get that card. And, mm-hmm. you know, because you do want to have not like a, th- I'm not going to say a thin credit file. You want to right. have many sure. options for the credit card. So that's what you do. Just keep building it up and, you know, get the loans, yeah. have it, you know, have all these things report and pay attention to your FICO score because yeah. 90% of lenders are paying. I know there's a lot of credit scores out there, but right. 90% of lenders are looking at your FICO score. So pay attention to that one. Because when yeah. you want to obtain funds, they're ninety percent are looking at it. So that's probably how they're going to approve you or decline yeah. you, and at what rate? Right. Uh, yeah, I have my Experian account that I I check, you know, every month to to see what I'm doing. It gives you the three three different reports. I believe the FICO one is on there, um, just to kind of know what I'm what I'm dealing with. You know, I would recommend that to anybody, and it shows you everything. It shows you your entire credit report right there. What credit cards you know you have in debt, whatever it is, what what loans you have out, and you can easily kind of keep track of that stuff. And I found it as a really good motivator to keep up with my my score, you know, because when you see that notification, oh, you decrease three points, I want to get it back up, you know, so I'm doing whatever I can. So that's been a really good um, um, motivator for me. And actually, last thing, the one thing that bothers me to no end is that when you get an inquiry, it your credit takes a hit. And this is so frustrating, because it's like, all right, say you're building your credit, or you're just like putting the feelers out there like, hey, I'm gonna, I want to see how much I'm pre-approved for with the mortgage company, you know, and they have to run your credit, of course. And, and you're just kind of out there putting out the feelers because you don't know until you ask until you do that process. Mm-hmm. But of course, you end up taking a bit of a hit sometimes when it comes to your credit score for doing those things. So, I mean, what what is the reason behind that for anybody who's seeing that and just getting as frustrated as I was whenever I would see a inquiry make a hit on my credit score? I know. Well, it, it's what I talked about, that 10% of new credit and that inquiry can hurt you. Yeah. Here's something. Here's some good news about inquiries. One, they're on your credit report for only two years, 24 mm. months. They're okay. only calculated in your FICO score for 12 months. So even though you'll see, so a lot of times people are so annoying, they'll say, look at all of these, but I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Those 10 are over the 12 months. Let's not even worry about them. Sure. I do know what you're saying in the moment. They're just, it's like a red flag a little bit like, Hey, alert. Is this person trying to get a lot of credit at once? And so it's part of the algorithm for having it dropped. Now also regarding mortgages too, because you mentioned that. Right. If you are going for a mortgage, there's 30 days for rate shopping. So you can mm-hmm. go to seven different places yeah. and it's pulled for a mortgage purpose. It will count. Ca- you'll see all seven on the credit report, but it'll yeah. be calculated in your FICO score as only one inquiry. Mm, as long as you do it within 30 days, as long as you get all of those mm-hmm. different rates within 30 days. Yeah. Wow, that that's that's huge, huge help. Because actually, the next episode, I have a a mortgage specialist coming on, so that's a a good way to lead it. And, and any, anything else that you wanna you wanna drop, you know, gem you wanna drop for anybody who is in getting into that point, they're about to go look at homes and a mortgage. I mean, is there anything that they can do to either quickly buff up their score or that they should be staying away from it while they are in the process of shopping and then closing on a home that they just come, you, you, yes. you kind of want to be a little bit more hands-off. Is there anything they should be looking out for? Yeah. So number one, look at, pull their credit report, go to annualcreditreport.com. You can do that mm-hmm. for free. And they, it used to be 
that you could go to that site once a year. But yeah. now until December, you can go to that site and get a credit report for free once a week if you want to. Wow. And the reason I say that's important for people who are you know, going to house shop, maybe you're yeah. paying down your debt, but you don't want the lender to pull your credit report till you definitely know. So you can mm. check by week, when did this get updated? So annualcreditreport.com, definitely look at your credit report, highlight everything that has balances, try to lower them, make sure you're keeping those accounts open. Don't close credit cards. People think that might help. It does not. Mm. And also look at the credit report. You might find a store account that you haven't used in a while and, you know, it'll jog your memory like, oh my goodness. Okay. And you know what? I'll take those three to five points for purchasing right. a pair of socks or something. For and sure. so that's, and don't apply for unnecessary credit before a mortgage, mm, you okay. know, so that definitely you don't want to be doing. Right, right. And that, that that's all great. And I think one thing that's been helpful to me, the last thing I'll say is knowing when my credit card reports to my, to the, uh, to the um, credit, right? So no, so when I am going to, let's say going to go for a mortgage, if I know that my credit card is not reporting till the 23rd of each month that I've paid off that balance, I'm going to wait until the day after that to know that when they run my credit, they're not seeing the old balance that isn't there anymore that, you know, hope that might be a couple extra points that I've gotten now on it as well. Oh yeah. I find the statement balance date is more, yeah. I want to say more important than the due date. We've got to pay attention sure. to the due right. date, but I, if I'm like house shopping, I want to know yeah. my statement balance date. When does that get kicked out? Because that's yeah. the balance they're sending to the credit bureau. Mm-hmm. So I want to know before that. So let's yeah. say I know that's the 15th of the month and I'm going to make right. sure I pay on the 13th of the month and lower mm-hmm. my balance. So when they update it, it's going to be a lower balance. That's key. And yeah. also another thing that's kind of new there is a way that you can report your rent as long as you mm. pay it on time. You don't want to report it if you haven't, but it'll, right. it can go on your credit report now and go back two years and oh, be wow. calculated in your mortgage FICO scores. Mm. That's wow. big news. So how do you, how would somebody add that? There's, I have a link. There's a company okay. that does it. It's a data furniture sure. company like all the others. And okay. you have to provide to them you know, your lease and your payments, they may have to verify something with the landlord or the management company. And that goes on. And you know why I love that? Because a lot of times that can help your score because it's going back two years. It's not going to go on your credit like as a brand new account. So remember how I just talked about like new accounts could hurt your score. This is going to happen if you've been there over a year or two years, it can go back that far. And I love wow. that because it's really helping the first time home buyers because they're renting first. Why right. shouldn't we get credit for that rent if we've been paying it on time? Right, right. That, that's great to hear. Now, Jeannie, where can people get this information? Where can they reach out to you if they want to, to work with you? Um, you know, how does the whole process start? I know you kind of gave us a taste of it at the beginning, but just to kind of reiterate for anybody who, you know, wants to, to repair their credit, would love to hear more about these things from you specifically. How can they get in, get in touch and work with you? Yeah, they can go right to my website and it's my name, Jeannie, J-E-A-N-N-E, Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y dot net. So mm-hmm. go there. All my contact info is there. I'm on social media. Uh, on Instagram, mostly I have a lot of the free tools and mm-hmm. it's Credit Jeannie. Love it. Love it. Well, Jeannie, thank you so much for not only, uh, you know, hopping on the show, but also all that you've you've helped me do. Uh, in, in turning definitely my, my life around. I would definitely say that. So I really do appreciate you. 
Oh, this was a great interview. You asked so. Uh, if ever, <laughs> I mean, this is like Credit 101. You Good. really asked great questions. So thank you so uh, much. I appreciate that. I think a lot of people are going to get something out of this, which is always the the intention. So I'm, I'm really happy for that. And definitely reach out to Jeannie. Her and her team are, are super cool and just like laid back and they're they're very much there to help and i know that a great thing that i'll say also that you guys do that i've noticed is every year even if i'm not the one reaching out to you that i need help you make sure and follow up and say hey you know we want to make sure that everything's okay with your your credit and that you know if you need anything from us we're 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 here for you so i've always appreciated that um and it definitely i would highly recommend you know using genie if you're, you're trying to, to get your credit in order i promise you it's not as daunting as you as you think it is, especially when you have uh, help like that. So uh, I'm really excited for people to hopefully get something out of this and, and reach out to you. Oh, thank you so much, man. Big shout out once again to Jeannie Kelly for hopping on here. I promise y'all it is it is totally worth it to to look into this if you are experiencing some sort of trouble with your credit or if you're looking to kind of do things like I'm doing right now when it comes to developing your business credit to open more avenues for you to to grow your business, essentially, right? So please reach out to her. Again, her team and, and her are just incredible. They are always getting in touch with you. They, they are savages when it comes to getting things off of your credit. I can promise you that. I would literally, you know, get a call from her about like, hey, you know, the, this this company that is you're in collection for is willing to let you uh, off for this much if you can pay it. I would pay it and she would get it off of my credit score it's so fucking quick. I can't even explain to you. Like it, it was, it was amazing. Like I said, literally, you know, uh, the, when my lease was up on that one apartment, I was had free reign to get any apartment that was in my price range. Like I was getting approved left and right for any of their background checks because credit was no longer an issue for me. And, and I can't tell you the this the the beauty that comes along with a life like that, where you have one less thing kind of holding you back from from living out the the life that you've been dreaming about. So this is definitely something you need to look into. And big shout out to her once again for hopping on and, and, and all her work. Now, with that said, let's kind of tie everything we've been talking about in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. Time for Conclusion Stew. So we've covered a lot. Like that conversation dove into a lot of different things. Even after it, um, Jeannie and I were talking off, uh, off, off mic and she was saying that she felt like she was on like a board panel for Experian. Uh, so she was really happy how much information we were able to get give out there. Again, go go check her out, JeannieKelly.com uh, for, for information and consulting. And they'll they'll you know do a consultation, if I'm not mistaken, for free, the you know, just to, to get you on board so they can see what they may or may not be able to help you out with. And it's worth it because listen, at the end of the day, you can't run from your credit, you can't hide from it. The only thing that you can do is face it head on. It will follow you everywhere you go if you do not just face it. Head on, take the couple of hits that you have to do to your pocket, but in the long run, you will be so grateful that you decided to do this. And a couple of things that stood out to me from our conversation was using your credit card isn't a bad thing, but make sure you're paying it off. Only use your credit card for things that you actually can afford right now. Don't use it as kind of this bridge to being able to afford it in the future and you're going to pay it down in the future. No, pay it off right away. Like she said, that vacation idea, it's obviously easier said than done. There's temptations in life, but you don't want to get yourself into credit card debt. You don't want to get yourself into paying the credit card company money unnecessarily because that's what you're doing. When you have a balance, when you have that, that's all accumulating interest. You're paying them money unnecessarily. So that $100 thing that you just bought ends up being way more than $100 because of the interest that you end up paying to them 
for not paying it off right away. And and all of this is a game, right? It's all a, a, a game that you have to figure out. And once you know how to play it, it becomes easier and easier to maintain your credit. Understanding, you know, that you should be keeping your your balances and your credit cards at 10%, you know, to, to optimize the amount of points that you can get. You know, understanding all, all of these different tips and tricks that she mentioned, like understand that it's a game. Allow yourself to learn this game so that you can put yourself in a better position, put your family in a better position. And I think the last thing I want to touch on that, that she talked about that was impactful to me was the idea of, of your kids, right? What can you do for your kids? And ed- education being so big, because obviously by the stats that I talked about, you know, from our community, we don't have that education right now when it comes to finances. Many of us weren't taught by our parents, you know, good financial practices because they themselves didn't know because it wasn't passed down to them. So as always, I'm trying to correct those those curses of, of past generations and trying to improve upon some of those things where they might have fallen short because of their own ignorance, you know, and and we don't have excuses like that anymore. The information is out there. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm giving you that information. I'm giving you that game. So now it's up to you to put it in action and to actually take the first step at, at putting yourself and your family in a better position. So educate yourself, get your own shit in order. And then when your kids are of age, educate them and help them get their shit in order, help give them that head start. You know, Jeannie's talking about her daughter fresh out of college, being able to get apartments and things like that under her name. Like, man, I wish I wish that was the case for me. I didn't get an apartment where they actually did a like a, a real lease and a background check until I think I was like 30. You know what I'm saying? So like it, it took a while, like it took it, it, it took a while, you know, because of the lack of education. And and I'm glad that I have it now and I, I have been able to turn my life around relatively quickly. But I would I would wish that it doesn't have to be that late for anybody else. So please educate your kids and, and, and pass on this this information to them, you know, as you begin to learn it and reach out to Jeannie, JeannieKelly.com. She is just incredible when it comes to all of this stuff. See if she can possibly help you out if you are in a bit of a bind or if you just want to get more information on on how to optimize your credit score and keep it in, in keep increasing it. Many of us, because of our lack of education in, in the world of, of finances and, and, and credit and debt and all these different things, man, we are now falling prey to the system. The system is always going to look for the, the weak people it can prey upon. Look at student loans. Look at any of these types of things, these predatory uh, loans that we see, you know, and it's up to us to, to educate ourselves so that we play the game instead of letting the game play us. Keep that in mind. And thank you all so much for tuning into this episode. Again, it is Financial Literacy Month all of April, so every single Tuesday episode will be about something finance-related, something uh, to help you improve your current situation uh, and and hopefully inspire you to to get yourself out there improving your situation and wanting more for yourself and our community. So next week, I will have uh, a mortgage specialist on the show, and we'll be talking all about how to get approved for your home different programs and, and things that are around and, and investment properties and things like that that you can be looking into uh, so that you can maximize, man, your opportunities here in this world. And and he's going he's gonna to break down a lot. He's going to tell you how to turn your property and your mortgage into something that is income producing so that you never have to pay rent or mortgage a day in your life. So I'm excited about that. And with that said, I will catch you all on Thursday for our Thursday Trends episode. If you are a fan of the show and you haven't done so thus far, please leave us a, a review on Apple Podcasts, a five-star rating if you can, and a, and a comment that is always greatly appreciated. It just helps boost the, the visibility of the show and the opportunities for more people to hear what I think is really important information. Hopefully you agree. So 
all that, I would greatly appreciate it. And with that said, catch y'all on Thursday. Until then, stay safe. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support. 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.